0: This podcast is brought to you by Recontract, the leading software to automate your reconditioning process. From vehicles to people to parts, Recontract streamlines every touch point in your recon process. Visit recontract.com slash AN to learn more. That's recontra com slash AN.
1: Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, March 13th, 2023. I'm Jamie
2: Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. And I'm Kellen Walker. Today on the show, VW picks Canada for its first North American battery plant. New vehicle inventories are on the rise again. Amazon and Rivian talk about making their relationship less exclusive. Plus, Danny Shapiro, Vice President of Automotive at NVIDIA, explains how the company uses so-called digital twin technology to design and build cars.
3: The advantage here now is that the automaker is able to plan this. And avoid having to rebuild things or rework things or do change orders, which is usually what happens.
2: Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up
1: in the auto industry. Volkswagen plans to build its first North American battery cell manufacturing plant in St. Thomas, Ontario. The automaker is establishing a regional supply chain to build electric vehicles for Canada, the U.S., and Mexico. The company and its in-house battery subsidiary, PowerCo, today announced the landmark investment in the southwestern Ontario city, which sits midway between Toronto and Windsor, right across the river from Detroit. Despite stiff competition, Canada has appeared to be the frontrunner for Volkswagen's inaugural battery cell site for months. Financial and operational
2: details were not immediately available. New vehicle inventories were back on the upswing last month after a slight deviation in January. They rose despite strong demand as production continues to recover. That's according to estimates from Cox Automotive and the Automotive News Research and Data Center. Cox estimates U.S. inventories were over 1.8 million in its most recent assessment, a 58-day supply. That's up from 1.7 million the previous month, which is a 57-day supply. The inventory figure is about 73% above where it was a year earlier, but it's about 850,000 vehicles less than the same point in 2021. Rivian and its largest shareholder, Amazon,
1: are in talks to end the exclusivity part of their electric van deal. That's according to people familiar with the matter who spoke with the Wall Street Journal. Amazon had placed an order for 100,000 electric delivery vans from Rivian in 2019 as part of the company's plans to cut carbon emissions. It's taken a few deliveries and incorporated the electric vans into its fleet. Amazon informed the EV maker that it wanted to buy about 10,000 vans this year, which was at the low end of a range it had previously provided to Rivian. The EV maker said it
2: continues to work closely with Amazon. And Porsche offered glimpses of its future full electric models. They include a flagship electric crossover positioned above the Cayenne. Porsche has a goal of delivering more than 80% of its new vehicles as full electric models in 2030. The brand said today that the crossover will be designed to offer strong performance and automated driving functions with the typical Porsche silhouette. It will use Volkswagen's SSP sports platform which Porsche is developing. Here's the rest of Porsche's upcoming full electric lineup. An all-electric Macan crossover available to customers in 2024, full electric versions of the 718 Boxster and Cayman planned for the middle of the decade, and an all-electric Cayenne which is poised to hit the market in 2025 or 2026. And those are today's headlines. Jamie. Volkswagen announced their scout plant in South Carolina and now they're building a battery plant in Canada. That's a long
1: distance to ship batteries. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. You know, we see companies whether it's, you know, Tesla with the assembly plant in Fremont and their battery plant in Sparks, Nevada. You've got GM with uh, battery plants really located right next to or very nearby their EV plants. Everyone's trying to hold down shipping costs uh, for these really expensive and really heavy battery cells. They they're very hard to move. It is surprising that these would be so far apart. You know, at the risk of speculation, uh, this site in uh, Saint Thomas where they're putting the battery plant is a very large one possible they're looking they would look to expand later and add an
2: assembly plant there uh it'd be very interesting how this develops coming up what is a digital twin and how could it help revolutionize manufacturing we'll hear from Nvidia's Danny Shapiro that's next on Daily Drive
0: across the Hendrick Automotive Group each store had a different reconditioning process they started looking for a solution that would help them standardize their processes, give them actionable information, and ultimately drive efficiency. Knowing they needed to bring together all pieces of their operation to cut cycle times down to their goal of three days, they chose recon track. Chris Little, vice president of variable operations, explains why having the tools to measure your recon process gives you what you need to manage it more effectively.
2: Everyone knows speed uh, to the front line. Uh, equates to more turns, which helps the overall company do better in terms of parts service and inventory bias. And so uh, when you can really take the time to measure and manage that uh, and perfect that, uh, you're gonna increase your turns, you're gonna increase your gross profit, and you're really just gonna increase the amount of used cars you can sell uh, because you're getting them out on the front line.
1: Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. NVIDIA is furthering its push into automotive development, manufacturing, and in-vehicle gaming. Earlier this year, the computer gaming and artificial intelligence company announced an array of partnerships with automakers across the globe. Mercedes-Benz is using NVIDIA's Omniverse platform to create a digital twin of its assembly plant in Rastat, Germany. NVIDIA says it will allow Mercedes to plan production changes and test them in a virtual environment before reorganizing the physical plant. Automotive News tech and innovation reporter Hannah Lutz recently spoke with NVIDIA Vice President of Automotive Danny Shapiro on Shift, a podcast about mobility. Here's a piece of their conversation.
0: So one of NVIDIA's major focuses I know is digitalization for things like autonomous vehicle testing and automotive factory planning. Why has going digital become so important in today's market? And tell me about how you get to the the full circle experience of digitalization?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. You now we started working with the auto industry over two decades ago. And you had car designers who were using NVIDIA technology in, in the studio and and for design reviews. Then we started using our our GPUs in the accelerated computing to do simulation and you know, virtual wind tunnels or virtual crash tests, all really essential for designing efficient vehicles and safe vehicles. And, you know, since then it's just progressed on and on. More and more departments uh, within automakers use NVIDIA technology. And then, you know, it was probably about 15 years ago where we started taking our GPU technology, our graphics technology, and then AI and bringing that inside the vehicle for in-vehicle experiences with infotainment, with digital clusters, with rear seat entertainment, And then it extends actually all the way into the retail experience and and marketing with NVIDIA playing a big role with with all the agencies and and the production work. And so we felt it was really critical to tie this all together. And that's what we're doing with something we call Omniverse, which is taking all this digital data and unifying it and creating an optimized workflow um, that really benefits every automaker that's now adopting it.
0: And I know part of that is what Mercedes-Benz is using. They said at CES that they would take NVIDIA's Omniverse platform to design and plan their manufacturing and assembly facilities. So you're using what's called a digital twin of the factory to get this done. Can you explain that process and really the function of what you call a digital twin?
3: Sure. I mean, this is really cool. If you think about, you know, digitalization, it's taking, in this case, physical objects and creating virtual representation. So we we call it digital twin, something that mirrors reality. But in this case, it's not, you know, just like a video game where it looks like it, but we've built in all the physics simulation so that things move in this virtual world, just like they do in the real world, they obey the laws of physics. And so you can take an example of just one robot in the factory. And we've created a 3D model of that robot and it actually functions in this virtual world as as a digital twin. So we can program it in virtual reality. We can test it in virtual reality and then actually have it work in the real factory the same way. And then you multiply this out by all the robots in the factory, by all the, the layout of the factory is planned the way the workers move, the way all the material handling systems move. And so this digital twin is really a massive simulation of a real factory. The advantage here now is that the automaker is able to plan this and avoid having to rebuild things or rework things or do change orders, which is usually what happens, right? You start with this huge factory shell, you start laying things out in a real factory, and then you realize, oh, we didn't make the building big enough or this doesn't fit or some other change has to happen and it's very time consuming and very expensive. But when we create the digital twin first, we can plan that factory and we can plan every movement in that factory before we even construct it.
0: How do you actually collect the data needed to build the digital twin? Are you physically like walking the floor of the plant? Are you taking videos? How do you really create the simulation?
3: Another good question. And so we're not walking the plant because in many cases, the plant hasn't been built yet. We can create digital twins to retrofit an existing factory. And in that case, sure, you would have the measurements and the designs, but it really comes down to this integrated workflow where, you know, people are using CAD, computer-aided design to create the shell of the factory. But each of the elements inside that factory would also be CAD models, like the robots, the conveyor belts, the cranes, the stamping machines. But even the people, we have digital twins of the workers, and so just like they're animated in a Hollywood production, we can animate those people and design the factory or design the workflow to reduce repetitive stress injuries or to reduce the, the likelihood of any other kind of, of accident in there, and it gives the, the planners the ability to construct it in the virtual world where changes are instantaneous and don't cost anything before they actually lay out and start, start building. But each element is basically a full representation of that object down to the vehicles that are moving through. And so we can simulate the assembly of the vehicles and everything coming together, just like it will happen once the factory is produced.
0: Okay, so an automaker, if they were thinking of expanding a a factory based on a certain capacity they expected or wanted, would you be able to use an existing digital twin and, and expand it out to let them know how much additional space or equipment they might need.
3: That's right. And in fact, Mercedes-Benz is is using this technology to plan for bringing up new car lines in an existing factory while minimizing disruption to the existing production line. And so that's really critical. They don't have to take the factory completely offline, but they can stage it and they can modify it um, such that it increases productivity if they didn't have this omniverse technology to do all all the planning and and logistics.
0: Okay, and digitalization can extend to design as well, right, vehicle design. It seems that with more and more designers spread out globally, they are working in in a virtual environment to collaborate. How does NVIDIA play a role there?
3: That is a super challenging issue facing all types of design, not just automotive, but you're right, people are spread out all over the world These data files are massive. Sometimes it's a challenge to to move them around. So we've put all this in the cloud, Uh, our Omniverse technology links all the existing types of apps that people will use, whether it's something like SolidWorks to design some of the factory robots or Katia or Maya, anything from Adobe, Autodesk, all those design software houses plug into Omniverse. And so what we've done is create this shared workspace where. Multiple people in different locations can all be collaborating and somebody could be designing a wheel and somebody else is designing the dash and somebody else is designing the seats, but they all come together and they can view the complete model and it's a, it's a shared workspace. And so any design change from somebody else immediately shows up and they can collaborate. One of the things we've also done is integrate both the physical design elements say, you know, the physical dashboard and the software side, you know, what goes on the screens. And so for the first time, the physical plus digital can be co-designed and that, you know, the, the vents that are next to the screen can be taken into consideration as somebody's doing the layout of the dashboard screens. And we're able to simulate the operation of the vehicle infotainment systems or the digital cockpit or the head up display. And all of this can be done in tandem so that. Okay, maybe the steering wheel is actually blocking part of the cluster display. So you can move that down and make sure that, you know, the visibility is there for, for the driver. So all this can now happen in simulation. So from concept, if a designer makes a change, we can easily see what is the effect on the engineering side. Maybe the coefficient of drag is changing. The, the efficiency of the vehicle will, will change. And so there's this feedback loop that a designer will be able to get right away. Because that same model is used throughout from the design to the engineering to the the manufacturing. Um, and so it really is a huge efficiency boost as opposed to each department having its own data sets that may or may not be similar.
0: At what point in the vehicle development process would designers and engineers collaborate in this tool? Is it, is it later? Is it an early stage? I,
3: I think this gives them the ability to do it at the very start, and, and it's really breaking down the silos because all of these groups then have different applications and they would have different data formats. And in fact, sometimes they might have different models that they're using because of this lack of compatibility in the past, but with Omniverse, it's standardized on something called USD, which is a standard that is, you know, basically started by Pixar in the entertainment industry. But it allows the, the whole models and the scenes to be uniformly defined. And that way um, there's this compatibility across every phase. And so you have a single data set then that's used by every department. So you don't end up with something later that maybe you can't manufacture or isn't compatible with the robot that's supposed to install it. So it really gives a, a ground truth of a single source of data for every department to use. that way at the end the the team that is you know maybe making the tv commercials and they're rendering them on some really cool mountain road um, it's exactly the design that was created as opposed to some other uh prototype that maybe somebody got a, a copy of that they weren't supposed to right you have the single proper set that can be used even for the repair manual or or the maintenance team to to use that in augmented reality in in the in the shop we're basically creating this data source that flows from design to production, to retail, to service.
1: NVIDIA Vice President of Automotive, Danny Shapiro, spoke with our own Hannah Lutz on Shift, a podcast about mobility. You can hear their full conversation on Shift wherever you get your podcasts. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters.
2: And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer, Jake Neer, as well as our own David Kennedy and Larry Valquette for their help on today's podcast. You can get the latest news on tech and innovation, battery manufacturing, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe
1: so you never miss an episode.